0: visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only.
1: Investors do not need to live in the area where they invest. As a matter of fact, that's probably the wrong thing to do for many investors that are in California or the Northeast, which are just too
2: expensive. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the Landlord Helper. So, are you a landlord or investor who's self managing? Well, if you're self managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self managing, or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time, like I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bring in more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self managing, then here comes the free service, here comes the free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714. I interviewed her about her best ever advice. Talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business. Whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup. And the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. Mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today. Fernando Aries. How you doing, Fernando? I'm doing
1: great, Joe. How are you?
2: I am doing great as well, and nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Fernando, he is the co-founder and CEO at Real Estate Tools. He achieved financial independence through real estate income, investing after retiring from Apple. He's been an entrepreneur in areas of real estate and software applications for real estate investors, and he designed computer chips in the tech industry for over 25 years. He's now based in Chandler, Arizona, with that being said, Fernando, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus?
1: Sure. As you mentioned, i worked for Apple for most of my career has been for designing computer chips, but I realized that I wasn't going to become financially independent by working for someone else. And taking the advice from Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many other books, I decided that I should put my money into real estate income property and achieve financial independence and It certainly worked out well for me. I've retired from corporate America in 2014, and I've been growing my portfolio even before then to a point where I make enough from the rental properties to replace my corporate income, and I have all the freedom to travel and and really control my properties from anywhere in the world as long as I have an internet connection. So in a nutshell, that's, uh, (laughs) that's what's been happening over the last few years.
2: I want to and I will dig into that and we'll probably spend most of the time there. But just for anyone who's curious about what tools.com is, where you're the CEO and co-founder, what is it?
1: Real Estate Tools is really the primary or the, the premier set of tools that allow investors to evaluate properties very quickly, to track their income and expenses after they purchase the properties. We have an online tool called Property Tracker, that people can subscribe to and allows them to do what I just described. It also allows them to create their schedule once they input their property information and, and income and expenses, create their schedule to give to their accountant, which is a very useful feature. We also have a set of apps in the App Store. These are all for iOS, for Apple devices. One is called Property Evaluator, which is just a mobile Platform for the evaluation piece of looking at properties. You input a little bit of information about a property, and it can tell you based on the rents and some of the expenses and assumptions what your financial indicators are. In a similar app called Property Fixer, is for people that are flipping properties and rehabbing them, and seeing if it makes sense to hold the properties for a next amount of time, how much the costs will be, and gives them a quick way to analyze that portion of it. Both apps are also available on the Mac for Apple users with the similar functionality. And for uh, real estate tools, if you go to realestatetools.com, you'll see the deeper description of these apps. And within these apps, there are ways to do purchase premium and pro versions of the apps once you download the apps. The initial versions are, are
2: free. Very cool. I think you'll have a lot of best ever listeners going to check out those three. I'm on your website now, property evaluator, property fixer, and construction cost estimator apps. That's interesting, and that makes sense given your background as a professional in the corporate world. Now let's talk about what I imagine a lot of the best effort listeners are wondering about. Holy cow, he retired and his income has been replaced through real estate investing I'm going to ask you a question that probably won't be as typical as you might be asked. What is the one property that's generating the most cash flow for you right now?
1: Well, to be fair, it's really the combination of properties. Most of my properties are financed. I try to get as much long-term fixed rate financing as possible. So by itself, the property doesn't generate lots of cash flow. My typical cash flow for financed properties is about $250 a month. So you can imagine you need to have a lot of these properties in order to generate enough money to replace, you know, I was making a quarter of a million dollars at Apple, it's quite a big (laughs) salary to replace. But Mm. what really helps when listeners can do the calculations is to remember that with income property, due to depreciation, which is the best tax write off that you can imagine, you end up paying very little in taxes when you take that into account, which means that When I was working for Apple in California, I was roughly paying 50% of my income to the government, which means that I only need to make about half gross that I was making in corporate America in order to be at the same point Mm -hmm. to the tax situation. So the key for me has been to buy enough properties, mostly with long-term fixed rate financing and some with cash in order to achieve this parity with my corporate income. And of course, with the income property, there is many aspects that are related to it. And appreciation is certainly something that comes into play, not something that I counted on specifically for for my achieving this in the financial independence. But over time, the properties have appreciated and some of them I've been able to do 1031 exchanges, buy instead of one property, maybe exchange for two properties due to the gains that I've made And you can also do a equity strip from the properties and don't pay any taxes when you borrow money against the properties. There's just lots of angles that you can play that are related to the properties. So for me, it's been more of a, really a numbers game. You know, what is it that I need to do? I get the model right for a single family home. How many do I need to have in order for me to achieve the amount of money that I'm looking for in a particular month? Does that make sense, Joe? It, it's it
2: not just Yeah,
1: it's not just one that has made a lie. It's just a combination It's the simple answer.
2: And that's beneficial for you from a diversification of income stream standpoint. You don't want one golden goose that's laid in the egg and then something happens to the golden goose. And you mentioned the depreciation on the property so that your number one expense and my number one expense and every best ever listener's number one expense is taxes. And it gets overlooked by almost everyone, that we get so caught up in lowering and trying to fix up the property or increasing the income of the property, when in reality, our first focus should be on how do we minimize the amount of taxes in a legal way so that we're playing by the rules, but also taking advantage of what the system allows.
1: That is beautifully said. I present a chart when I'm at events that shows I've tracked my portfolio from 2011 and the latest data is 2015. 2016 is rolling in fairly quickly, but I showed this beautiful chart that plots the real estate income from 2011 to 2015 compared to income taxes as a percent of income. And what happens with the chart is the real estate income goes up steadily over the years as I build my portfolio, but the taxes go the exact opposite way. (laughs) so the end result is at this point due to most due to depreciation there's very little being paid in taxes but my income is up and this is exactly what i was shooting for when i decided to go down this road you've mentioned earlier i really have a beef with financial analysts that talk about investment as only being stocks and bonds and basically the stock market and they tout these returns from corporations or mutual funds But they completely disregard the fact that you can leverage your money with real estate and because of depreciation, you pay very little taxes, which completely puts real estate in your favor. A quick example for most of my properties for listeners to appreciate is if you put 20% down on a property with a long-term financing fixed rate in place, which is what I recommend, you're essentially leveraging your money five to one five times 20% is hundred percent of the property. What that means is that if if the property goes up by, let's say 5% a year, you know, basically tracking inflation numbers that they were given, you're actually making 25% because Mm -hmm. it's five times your leverage money. So if you add that 25% with relatively low cash and cash return of eight, 10%, you're already at 30, 35% for a property that is leveraged. Try to beat that with buying any stocks. As a matter of fact, I compared since I work for Apple, I've compared Apple stocks, analyzed return from 2012 to 2015 with my real estate portfolio. And my real estate portfolio, beat the Apple stock. And and now, <laughs> just just appreciate this the significance of this. The Apple has had amazing run from 2012 to 2015. It became the world's most valuable company. It just blew away all the competition, came up with all of the iPhone-related products. So this is like comparing the best that the stock market has to offer with my little portfolio, and it beat it. My numbers were 14.8% averaged over the period, and Apple stock was 12.1%.
2: Wow. So it's just no comparison. Yeah. <laughs> you should have your own podcast, by the way. You talk about kind of complex things in a very simple fashion so that people like me can understand. So (laughs) thank you for that. It sounds like you haven't been swinging for the fences with your investments, but instead have been content with getting singles and doubles with these properties. Can you talk about the most perceived highest risk investment that you've done?
1: Well, highest risk investment was a multiplex, a six unit that I Purchased in St. Louis before it was rehabbed, and it turns out that partner I was with underestimated the costs of rehabbing that apartment complex. You know, six units, a small building, relatively. And it turns out that it didn't work out at all. Only part of it was done. And long story short, I had to foreclose on the property and then sell it after doing the foreclosure. The Collateral on that property didn't quite cover the amount of money that I had put in. So that's going to be a loss that is obviously going to offset my gains in, in the next year or so. But I went on a limb mostly because I wasn't educated enough on the complexities of a larger building. Mm-hmm. I was very, very familiar and I am very familiar with single family homes, which are simpler. And they also have the element of being able to sell, to have them sold to retail, to a homeowner via MLS. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's relatively simple. So I underestimated that portion of it. There was a learning experience for me. It was probably the biggest learning experience that I've had. Mm-hmm.
2: What would you do differently if presented that same situation?
1: Well, I would educate myself more.
2: <laughs> um, what in particular?
1: Well, I think I was naive in understanding the sequence of how collateral works when you are rehabbing. In other words, if you're starting out with a building that is in pretty bad shape and you have to take over that building, it's not going to be worth much or not nearly as much as you think it would because in my mind, I was picturing that building as being already rehabbed and some of the major expenses being taken care of by the time I would have to foreclose on it. And that wasn't the case. So just having very solid collateral. When you're putting money, especially if you're putting lots of cash, not necessarily financed uh, money up front, make sure that there's enough collateral there. And the bigger the project, the more careful you have to be. And education comes from really starting a little slow, a little smaller and working your way towards a bigger purchase. So that's really what I would do differently.
2: With your other investments, the single-family homes, was the model basically? You make money from your full-time job at Apple, and then you invest it in real estate with a 20% down long-term financing fixed rate for the most part. And then you have a third-party property management company manage it, and then that's it? You just forget about it?
1: Pretty much. There were some adjustments along the way, but that was the main thrust of it.
2: What were some of the adjustments?
1: Well, I ended up self-managing some of the properties as I grew my portfolio. What I found with self-managing was pretty interesting. Over the last 5, 10 years, the number of companies that have come up to solve the property management task has been incredible. You can get rent collection done online very economically. You can have repairs done through companies that are online, but some of them are nationwide. You can have evictions done. You can have collections done. And you don't necessarily need a one location or one property manager to do all of these pieces. You can have accounts online with different companies that handle these pieces, and then you can do the self-management. And I found that that worked really well, especially for the higher class tenants, what I call a class A tenants, tend to be less problematic they have less requests and they tend to stay longer and they tend to work on the property themselves many times. So that was an adjustment that worked out really well. As I built my portfolio, I hired an assistant that essentially did a lot of these self-management tasks for me. And I concentrated on the higher strategic vision on the portfolio, such as should I change insurance companies for this geographical area because I might be able to get a better rate. How do I go about doing the research for this? Well, that is a lot of savings that could be happening as opposed to doing the management of details on a single property.
2: What type of software did you use when you were doing, and are you still doing self-management?
1: My company, Real Estate Tools, we offer propertytracker.com. If you just go to propertytracker.com, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, It allows you to evaluate a property, so it allows you to make a decision whether to buy or not to buy a property, gives you a projection, one year, ten year projections. It's very easy to use. But then it tracks that investment, the income and expenses, all of the leases and documents, you can upload all of that information. So I've been using that software even prior to acquiring the company real estate tools. I've been using that software for many years. And that's been the primary hub where I keep all of that information and Every year, I analyze the entire portfolio or break it down into different geographical areas and see what items I'm spending majority of my expenses on, what I should be concentrating on, what's the low-hanging fruit, property taxes, and so on. It really gives me an overall tool in a way to fine-tune the portfolio as I go forward. The property manager, I do some self-management, as I mentioned earlier. My property managers, they have their own tools as well. And I have also property managers for some of my properties. And they use various tools such as AppFolio or Buildium. And they send me the owner statements monthly, which I do review.
2: What is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: If you want real wealth, stick with income property, with rentals. If you want spending money, then become a flipper.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep,
1: I have watched my portfolio build, the wealth creation build over time. The combination of what I call the gross equity income, the return on equity, which really takes into account the appreciation, the leverage that I showed, long-term principal reduction. Remember, I advocate fixed rate long-term loans on these properties which means that every year you're reducing that principal and that principal in real dollars becomes less and less of your income due to inflation so the beauty of the income property play is that in one hand in one side you are using inflation to your advantage because you're leveraging your properties you're doing a five to one or four to one leverage which allows you great returns from appreciation against inflation. And on the other hand, you have a fixed principle that you pay every month that does not change over time, even though inflation keeps going at its pace. So you're setting your expenses on that side. So it's helping you both ways. And then on top of it, you have cash flow, which is the money left over after your expenses, as long as you buy properties that cash flow, which is obviously what I recommend. This is how you create wealth. It doesn't require the expertise or the economies of scale if you're trying to flip properties. And a lot of gurus out there will tell you that that's the way to make money. I disagree 100%. It's a lot harder. It's a business. And having rental properties, it's not completely passive, but it's a much easier long-term wealth creation tool.
2: Yeah, flipping properties, you get chunks of cash, but you have to actually invest it into long-term income producing properties in order for you to not be a hamster on a wheel.
1: Exactly. That velocity of money is, is something you have to watch out for. You always have to keep the ball rolling. Again, it's a business. And I started out with income property as a corporate an engineer, a manager, senior manager at Apple. I didn't have any time to go and try to find a crew that could do rehabs at a reasonable price. And If you're only doing one or two, guess what? You're not going to get a good price. (laughs) Right, yep. (laughs) Economies of scale play a big role. Now, of course, people have created very lucrative business that specialize in providing properties to investors like myself, and that's just fine, but that's what they do for a living. And the ones that are good at it make good money. But I don't for a second think that that's better from an investor perspective. Or easier. I just don't see
2: it. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day to day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener. And guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30-minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at com. What's the best ever book you've read? The Bulletproof Diet by Dave Asprey. Best ever deal you've done? Two houses I
1: purchased income properties in Naples, Florida. They both have appreciated 100% almost in four years and the rents have gone up just as much. And I'm now selling these for 1031 exchanges.
2: You're in Arizona. You were in California. You've told me about two deals, one in St. Louis and the other in Naples, Florida. How are you finding these deals? And how are you able to qualify them even though you're not in these markets?
1: I am a partner with Jason Hartman. So if you go to jasonhartman.com, you'll see that Jason's company essentially educates investors and also That's referral fees for referring investors to various markets that are recommended. So I started buying my properties from Jason and became a partner with him. As a matter of fact, we're co-founders of realestatetools.com. But the important part of this is that investors do not need to live in the area where they invest. As a matter of fact, that's probably the wrong thing to do for many investors that are in California or the Northeast, which are just too expensive. The rents, the yield is just not there. Now it's so much easier to control properties. I've never met a single tenant. I have over 70 units. I never have met a single tenant. Many of the houses that I bought, I never seen. I don't need to visit. I just control everything via the internet.
2: What's a mistake that you've made on a particular deal that you haven't talked about?
1: I purchased properties in Dallas, Texas, and I... Was not having good luck with the property manager there. And I insisted on keeping that property manager for too long. And it cost me a ton of money. I should have fired the property manager much earlier. And had I done that, I would have come out on top with that particular property. So I've learned that lesson and I now will do that with much more certainty.
2: What's the best ever way you like to give back? You know... When I look at what
1: has happened with my life over the four years, an interesting aspect of doing investment for income properties is at the end of the day, we're taking homes that are many of them in pretty bad shape and completely rehabbing them, painting carpet, new HVAC, landscaping, making it a beautiful place and allowing family in many cases, or renters in many areas, to live in a very nice place. And I feel very proud to be able to offer this and spend money on the local economy. And to me, that's the best that I can give back, is make the money move as energy moves. Money is energy in many ways, by investing and making sure that everyone is succeeding, in their piece of what they're getting, either from a renter perspective, or a contractor perspective, or an investor perspective. A deal is a good deal if all parties are benefiting from it.
2: Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you, Fernando?
1: You can go to my website, FernandoAries.com. There are links there for setting up appointments with me and other things that I do. You can always go to realestatetools.com. As we mentioned, that's my company for the software for real estate investors. And you can also go to jasonhartman.com. I'm a partner and I'm a counselor with Jason Hartman. They can also find properties there.
2: Outstanding. Well, Fernando, thank you for being on the show talking about how you've managed to replace the amount of money that was coming into your pocket from your full-time job to now real estate investing. And I I phrased it that way because of your point you made earlier where you mentioned that because of depreciation on your properties, you actually need to make about half of what you're making in your full-time job due to the tax advantages and how the system's set up. And then your overall approach, which is a pretty cookie-cutter approach, and that's what I love about it. You can replicate the model that you've talked about. It's not some crazy esoteric thing. It's something that is pretty darn straightforward. You make money, you invest it in income producing properties, you get fixed rate, long-term financing, and you rinse and repeat along the way. And then also talking about the high risk investment that you did, didn't work out. The lesson learned is make sure that you know what type of collateral is in place and if it's solid enough so that if you have to take it back, then you're going to either come out ahead or at least get your money back. So thanks for being on the show, Fernando. I hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, thank you,
1: Joe. You too.
2: Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation Podcast, where hosts Jason and Peeley give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast. At the REI com.